0: Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the Senior Pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to join you again online As uh, we come together as a church and wherever you are all over the world, all over Melbourne, Australia, uh, I think of uh, all of our congregation in Bangkok at the moment who may be watching online as well as right across Melbourne and Australia, wherever you are viewing this message from, welcome to Newman Church and we're so excited that you would connect with us I wanna encourage you with the Word of God today. But before we get into it, why don't we pray together? Father, we just thank You for the truth of Your Word. We thank You that it has power to transform us. And I'm asking God right now, wherever we are, that right now, God, You would come and speak deep into our hearts, that You would encourage us with this Word. Father, I pray that, uh, Lord, Your Word would be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I'm praying, O God, that as I preach, signs and wonders would break out in living rooms and in homes all across This planet, Father, as we hear again of your goodness and your grace, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. I come against fear in Jesus' name that may be gripping people right now. I rebuke it and I ask, O God, that you would replace that fear with courage and boldness and strength. Lord, where uh, all sorts of panic and anxiety, Lord, may be surrounding us, Father, I pray that you would give us courage to continue to believe, Lord, in Your Word. And uh, Lord, I ask that Your presence would just be so tangible to us as we receive of Your Word again today. We love You, God, we honour You, and we commit to You this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. I want uh, to encourage you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 6. And uh, I'm going to be reading from verses 6 to 9. And I really felt the Holy Spirit put this on my heart For you today, Galatians 6, 6 to 9, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Galatia and he says this, he says, Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Today, I want to speak to you on the subject the power to continue. The power to continue. Um, I completed. Several years ago now, the uh, Ironman Triathlon here in Melbourne, Australia. And if you're not familiar with the Ironman event, it's filled with much weeping and gnashing of teeth. And uh, it was an event that consisted of a 3.8 kilometer swim in the open ocean. Uh, Also, it was a 180 kilometer bike ride and a 42 kilometer marathon run. And I trained for 18 months for this event. It was a significant event. And when the day of the race came. Uh, I got through the swim without being eaten by sharks here in Australia, which I'm very grateful for. Then we jumped on the bike and I completed the distance, 180 kilometres in record time. And then it got to the run and everything was going great on the run until the 25 kilometre mark. And I did what many marathoners know as hit the wall. At the 25k mark, my body just decided we don't like this anymore. And we preferred just to sit down on the side of the road. And as much as I tried to fight those thoughts and feelings, my, my running actually slowed down to a shuffle. And so I started to make all sorts of deals with God in that moment. I said, God, I'll preach for you wherever you want me to preach. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I started to even repent of sin that I hadn't even committed yet. That's taking prophetic ministry to a whole new level. I started to negotiate with God. Why? Because I just wanted to get to the finish line. But regardless of how my body felt, my mind made a decision that I was not going to give up that Ironman race. And part of the reason was not just because there was a finish line that I was going to cross, but because there was my friends and family waiting for me at that finish line, cheering me on and encouraging me to finish what I had started. In the Bible, there is this imagery that is often used of an athletic contest or a race in the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul in Corinthians speaks about this in 1 Corinthians 9.24 when he says, Don't you know in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. If you are going to win the race of faith... If you're going to run this race of life to win, you've got to cultivate one essential life skill in the kingdom of God. And that life skill that the Bible exhorts us to develop in our lives is the skill, it's the character trait of persistence. It's one of the key themes that runs right throughout the scriptures persistence is defined as the power to continue a course of action in spite of difficulty and opposition. Every one of us that is viewing this online at some point wants to hit the wall and we want to give up. All of us know that feeling. Maybe you're feeling that right now with the circumstances surrounding you. It's how we respond to the wall in that moment that actually reveals our faith for what it is. Now, we've been hearing in the news headlines recently all about the pandemic of coronavirus. A pandemic is defined as a disease that is an outbreak all over the world. Well, I've observed over many years that there is also another pandemic. It's a spiritual pandemic, it's a relational pandemic, it's an emotional pandemic, it's a psychological pandemic and it's the pandemic of quitting. All over our culture, all over the world, people are quitting in alarming numbers. People quit their marriages, something like 50% of marriages end in divorce. People are quitting and giving up on their health and well-being and fitness in the face of all sorts of sickness. People who are called believers are quitting on the church and coming together and meeting together, be it online or uh, when we're outside of these circumstances, when we can gather together again. People are quitting on their calling, their purpose, their destiny. Some believers are quitting on the authority of the truth of the Word of God. And I just want to encourage you today, if you're tired of starting over, in life, stop quitting and persist. If you keep hitting the reset button, you're actually going to miss out on your reward. The Bible says in Hebrews 10:35, "Don't throw away your confidence; it will be richly rewarded. You have need of persistence so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised." The truth is we are only going to persist to the depth of the substance of our faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. You'll never know what the substance of your faith is until it comes under pressure. Who you are under pressure is who you really are. How do you know that you're coming under pressure? Well, just as we know, when a kettle boils, it makes a noise. So too, when you and I are coming under pressure and life circumstances are boiling up in our hearts, when we start to complain and whinge and make a noise, we know that we're not coping with the pressures that are around about us. Scientists have discovered a rare fish that lives on the bottom of some of the deepest ocean floors. And they took this fish and they tested this fish and they discovered that the substance inside of the fish, the pressure that was inside of the fish was far greater than the external pressure that was coming around that fish. You see, there's got to be some substance to our faith that when the pressures of circumstances, when the pressures of life come against us, that there is a greater substance, there's a greater assurance and conviction of our faith in our hearts than what may be surrounding us and what may be coming against us some of us are almost shocked when trials come against us as if God is obligated to protect us from the inconveniences of life and all of us during this season know for sure that we have all faced inconveniences contradictions things that we wish hadn't happened and interruptions to our normal daily lives. Well, just like Jerry Maguire, at the end of that movie, when he walks into his house, he looks at his wife and he says, you complete me. I wanna encourage you the next time that you face a trial, just look at it and say, you complete me. Now, you may be asking yourself, has Pastor Corey lost his mind? How on earth would we look at trials and tribulations and say, you complete me? And yet in James 1, 2 and 4, That is exactly what the Apostle exhorts us to do. The Bible says, "'Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, "'for you know the testing of your faith "'produces steadfastness. "'And let steadfastness have its full effect "'that you may be perfect and complete, "'lacking in nothing.'" You see, faith is like a muscle. Without resistance, it will not grow stronger. So where does persistence count in our lives? Well, the Bible tells us in verse eight of this passage that the one who sows to the flesh, that which is visible will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit Will from the spirit or the unseen realm reap eternal life. You see, it's so important that when it comes to this issue of persistence, you understand it's not often the visible that we have to persist in. It is the invisible unseen things, the uncertainty of what is to come, the things that have to do with faith, that you and I have got to persevere in and persist in. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. You see, what's seen right now is temporal. The Bible says things of this world are fleeting. They are passing away. But the things of eternity, eternal matters, are actually unseen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. What are we walking by faith in? We are walking by faith in God's eternal rhema word in our life. Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my eternal word shall remain forever. Hebrews 11:1 tells us that faith is not just the substance of things hoped for, it's the conviction of things not Seen. I want to encourage you in this season, don't grow weary in doing good when it comes to the unseen things of your faith and of your relationship with God. Keep sowing into your spirit. Keep sowing those things that God has put upon your heart. Passing on a kind word to someone. You may feel overwhelmed, unqualified, not not able to do much in the face of the giant problems that are around us. But I want to encourage you as you continue to persist and persevere And so to the things of the Spirit, you'll be an incredible blessing to others because Satan's weapon of mass destruction to all of us is actually weariness with a lack of breakthrough in our lives. And you may be feeling right now that there is a lack of breakthrough in the circumstances around you, a lack of breakthrough in your life. But you cannot allow the lies of the enemy to stop you from persisting and persevering in the unseen realm you see weariness grows when you can't see the reward for your effort many of us know what it's like to believe and believe and believe but not see a breakthrough to pray and pray and pray but not see the answer come to give and give and give but not actually see that supernatural provision come into our lives I wanna encourage you to, to avoid weariness as much as you can in this season. That's easier said than done. How do you actually avoid weariness when, it, when your spirit, your emotions, your mind, maybe even your physical body during this season feels incredibly weary and tired? Well, in Ironman Triathlon, there is the legend of a team called Team Hoyt. This is a father and son team that compete in the World Championships, the Hawaii Ironman. And the story of Team Hoyt is fascinating. It's the story of a young disabled man who talks to his father about competing in the Ironman Triathlon. And the father obviously was trying to at first Discourage his son because his son was disabled, was not able to complete this race on his own. But the son asked his father, Would you actually train and compete with me and we do this race together? And so this father, at retiring age, started to train so that he could complete this Ironman triathlon. And the the story can be found on YouTube, but don't look online right now while I'm preaching to you. But uh, Team Hoyt, it's fascinating and amazing as your eyes fill up with tears as you watch this father and son swim 3.8 kilometres in the open ocean. In fact, the father is swimming and he's dragging his son in this little boat with a rope wrapped around his body. And then when they get to the shore, the father picks up his disabled son and takes him to a seat on a bike and then rides and uh, pedals with his son at 180 kilometres. And then when they get back to the transition zone, picks up his son, puts him in another uh, device and pushes him for 42 kilometres in the marathon run. And you cannot sort of watch this and not be moved emotionally as this father and son crosses the finish line together. People are cheering. People are crying. Well, that's a picture of exactly what it's like to be yoked to your heavenly Father, our God. You see, if you're weary right now, I would encourage you to yoke yourself to the presence of God. Every day you wake up, don't try and do this in your own strength. Rather than checking the news headlines, check out the headlines of God's Word. Go to the truth of God's Word. Yoke yourself to the presence of God. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship. Because as you... You are yoked to the presence of God. As you lean on Him, as you rely upon Him, His strength and His power will fill you and sustain you and overwhelm the weariness that you may have in your body. Jesus said it like this, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's so important that you don't grow weary in doing good in this season because God has a due season for you and every single one of us. Sometimes we're tempted to ask the question, and like me, I'm sure you've asked it many times, God, when is my due season? Maybe you're asking the question, God, when is this season that the world is facing actually going to end? Well, I've got a Word of the Lord from you. It's a very powerful Word. And that is due season is when your season is due. I know that may not seem too deep to you today, but it is the Word of the Lord to you today because sometimes we're asking questions that God, in fact, will not always answer. There is a mystery to our faith. There's a mystery to our relationship with God. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, the Apostle Peter asked Jesus a question. He said. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said, It's not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority. In other words, Peter, it's none of your business. And for many of us, we're asking questions around this season. When is this season going to end? When is life going to get back to normal? Many of us are asking questions about our own purposes and destiny and work and all the practical things in our life. Can I encourage you not to simply expect that God is going to give you the entire blueprint of all the steps that you need to take in your life, but trust that God will give you enough revelation and enough. Light to take one more step on one more day. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Often we want to actually find out the beginning from the end so that we can control the outcome when in fact we can't control the outcome. God just wants us to focus on the process. I remember going through a difficult season in my ministry where for 18 months, everything was plateaued. There was no fruitfulness. It seemed like nothing was moving. And I went to God and I prayed and I asked God a whole bunch of questions just like you and I have been asking God questions in this season. And the Word of the Lord came back to me. He said, worry less about the outcome. Let me take care of the outcome. You focus on the process. And this is what I learned. If you will focus on the process, God will take care of your outcome. Don't allow destination disease to infect your heart. Too many of us suffer from destination disease. We're living for that day or that place called there where we think when I marry that person or I get that job or this season of this pandemic ends, then life will be amazing and life will be perfect. And we're always living for some destination, some place in mind. I wanna tell you today that due season... Will come to you, but due season comes when you simply focus on the process of sowing into your future harvest, rather than expecting to to reap a harvest right now in this season. Start sowing into your relationships. Start sowing into your relationship with God. Start sowing into your health and and your well being, and you'll arrive at that place called there when you actually get your eyes off the outcome and you focus on the process. Due season comes when you reap a harvest from what you've already sown in your past. The best time to sow into your finances was yesterday. The next best time to sow into your finances is today. The best time to sow into your health was yesterday. The next best time is today. Sadly, our generation wants to reap something that we actually have never sown for and yet God says, you sow first and let me take care of the harvest. Often we want the harvest when God's asking us to simply be faithful in the process of sowing for the future. You see, reaping a harvest in life, in our faith, in any area of our lives is conditional upon not giving up and upon not losing heart. You see, that word if in this passage is a conditional word. Paul is saying, We only reap if we don't give up, if we don't lose heart. Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. All of us have reasons in this season to give up, to say that it's too hard. I wanna exhort you and encourage you today to continue despite the adversity coming against you, despite the challenges all around you. Don't you dare give up. You gotta get a resolve in your spirit like the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7 who said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith there was an amazing story in the 1968 Mexico City Olympics. And it's a story of a marathon runner by the name of John Aquari. He was one of the favourites to win the marathon. And uh, the race started with all of the other competitors. And about 10 kilometres into the race, uh, there was some pushing and shoving. And unfortunately, John stumbled and he fell and he hurt himself quite significantly and actually had to stop running in the race. All of the other runners ran past him. All of the cameras and the support crew went past him, concluding that he had stopped and had finished the race because he was injured. But one hour after all of the other runners had finished running the marathon in that Olympic Games, there was one man who kept running. It was John Aquari. And there was a policeman on a motorbike that was leading him in to the Olympic Stadium. And by this stage, there was only a few hundred people left in the Olympic Stadium and some reporters. And as that motorbike with that light on led this runner into the stadium, John Aquari was running around the Olympic track completing his final lap of the marathon. And as he was on the home straight, the few hundred people that were remaining in the stadium began to cheer and applaud and clap John as he finished that race. A reporter went up to John and put a microphone in his face and asked him, Why did you keep on running? No one expected you to. You were injured. You didn't have to. Why did you keep on running? And John said, my country did not send me to Mexico to start the race. My country sent me to Mexico to finish the race. And I want to encourage every single one of you that are listening, every single one of you that are viewing this online. God did not create you. Put the the breath of His Spirit inside of you. Put the seed of destiny and purpose and calling and gifts in you for you to simply give up halfway through your race. There is more life to live. There's a great destiny for you to walk in and to fulfil. There are gifts and calling that are irrevocable without repentance that God has called you to exercise and a ministry that He's called you to fulfil. There's a purpose and destiny awaiting you. There's life on the other side of this pandemic. Don't you dare give up on your dream. Don't you dare give up pastors and leaders on what God wants to do with your church on the other side of this. Could it be that this is the church's finest hour? businessman? I want to say to you today, Don't you dare give up on the visions and dreams that God has given to you for your business on the other side of this. This season too shall pass. If God be for you, who dare be against you? You've got to make a decision in your spirit today to partner with the Holy Spirit and to persist, to continue, no matter what opposition or what adversity is coming against you. Why? Greater is He who is in you than He that is in the world. You will come out on the other side of this. You will see this through. You will cross the finish line. Why? Because God goes before you. In fact, God so believes in you that He even allowed you to be alive at this time in history, at this time in our generation. He knew that you would have everything that you needed to be able to endure through this season, to be able to continue through this season, Don't you dare give up on God. Don't you dare give up on your family. Don't you dare give up on yourself. Don't you dare give up on your dream just because the circumstances around you right now don't feel convenient. It's time to actually look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. The way that you endure, and continue in this season is you get your eyes upon the author and perfecter of your faith. You get your eyes on the joy that goes before you. Just like Jesus, our chief example, our master, our saviour, who He kept the joy of you and I being reconciled and reunited back into relationship with the Father. I wanna encourage you. I exhort you. I call you today. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes off the news headlines. Get your eyes back onto Jesus today because He will sustain you and He will strengthen you by His Spirit. It is not by your might. It is not by your power, but it is by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You can continue and you can see this race of faith through because God is with you. And He is going to be with you always to the end of the age. I want to pray for people today who is watching and listening that may have felt before this message like quitting and giving up. But right now in this moment, the Word of God has come to you and to encourage you. The Spirit of God is with you in that room right now, is speaking to you right there in this moment. I want to pray for you that your faith would not fail, that you would not give up, you would not quit and you would not walk away. There is light at the end of the tunnel. God is calling us, He is with us and He's waiting for us at the end of this journey on the other side. Begin to dream and think about what does God have for you on the other side. side of this season. And as we pray together, I'm believing that God is going to be speaking to people all over the world as you're listening and viewing this online right now. Let's pray together father I just lift up in Jesus name every single person right now who has felt like quitting discouraged wanting to give up father I pray right now that this word would be like a fresh injection to their heart like a shot of spiritual adrenaline to their soul that Lord you would wake us up Lord that you would remind us again who you are and what you've done for us I pray oh God for an activation of every person listening and praying and viewing this on line that Father you would remind us that you've called us you've anointed us you have more for us oh God and I just pray by your Holy Spirit that Father we would see oh God with the eyes of faith we walk by faith and not by sight Lord when we feel down when we feel like darkness is overwhelming us God help us to look up and see the light of your Word the light of your presence the light of your truth invading our hearts and our lives God we thank you that You gave us Your one and only Son. We thank You that Jesus didn't give up in that Garden of Gethsemane when He felt like quitting, when He felt like walking away, when He said, Father, please take this cup of suffering away from me. He fulfilled His calling. He walked in His destiny. He saw His race through to the end. And Father, today we get our eyes off of ourselves. Off of our circumstances, and we get our eyes back onto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I pray that this word today would breathe life into every weary heart. That God, where we felt tired, weary, and discouraged in this season, God, right now, our spirits would be energized, our minds would be awakened with visions and dreams, and that, Lord, we would begin to see as you see, not as the world sees not as our flesh wants to see, but as you see. Help us to get God's perspective on our current reality and situation and help us to continue to persevere and persist no matter what it is that we're facing in our lives. In Jesus' Name I pray, Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that he gave us his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again, conquering sin, Satan, and death itself.